This is Top Floor, episode 81. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 81. Welcome to Top Floor with Susan Berry. This weekly podcast ride up to the top floor features tangible tips and excellent stories from the experts and characters who elevate hospitality. And now your host and elevator operator, Susan Berry. Welcome to the show. It's your old pal, Susan Berry. And I'm really happy to have been invited back to the 34th Hunter Hotel Investment Conference to record another round of Loading Duck stories. Regular listeners will know that a typical episode of Top Floor includes at least one funny, crazy, just plain weird story about the unique experiences we all have in hospitality. These are like the stories that get shared in the cafeteria or, you know, texted during staff meetings, most especially at the loading dock. And they usually leave the listener with like a dropped jaw, laughter, and honestly, sometimes tears. Put yourself in a conference full of hoteliers and I can promise there will be no shortage of loading dock stories. In this episode, I'm bringing you six of the stories that I heard from Hunter Conference attendees. If you listen to the episode and you're aching for more, come back for episode 83 or go back and listen to last year's collection in episodes 30 and 31. Going down. Before we officially head down to the loading dock, I talked to Catherine Kamek. Catherine is the marketing coordinator at Hunter, and she has spent the last few months holding my hand and probably all of your hands as we prepared for the conference. I am here with one of the nicest people on the team of nicest people in the hospitality industry. That team is the Hunter team, and oh. that person is Catherine Kamak. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm so, so happy to be here. You got roped into this conference a little bit at the last minute, is that right? Oh, yeah. So I've been with Hunter for three months. Um, so this is my first Hunter conference. I know it's tons of people's, you know, 10th conference or 34th conference. This is my very first. So it's exciting to meet all these faces that I've just been in contact with this whole time over the last few months and finally get to see everything come together. Oh, that's so awesome. So tell me a little bit about your background. How did you come to take this job? Yeah. So um, I just graduated at UGA just a few months ago to go dogs. <laughs> and um, I was just kind of in a rut, not knowing where I was going to end up. And I ended up stumbling upon Hunter. And after just meeting with the team, they are a big personality hire. And so, you know, they, they have confidence that whatever I need to do, I will figure it out. And it's more just making sure we fit in the team. And I think that's why everything just runs so smoothly for us at Hunter and everything comes together in such an amazing way. That is awesome. Going down. 
Our next storyteller is another Catherine. Catherine Bryant is the Executive Director of Travel and Hospitality Strategy for Oracle. And she and I worked together at Starwood back in the day. We both live in Atlanta and we are both from Panama City, Florida, proving my father's theory that all roads lead back to North Florida. I am here with Catherine Bryant from Oracle. And despite the fact that Catherine and I have known each other for a good long while and are from the same hometown, I do not know all her stories. So Catherine, what is a story you would only tell me at the loading dock? Oh, well, there are so many. (laughs) We have a a lot of uh, similar hotels in common and a lot of funny stories. Uh, One that goes back before I even met you, actually, was I um, did task force for a certain company for a very long time as director of sales and marketing. And I was... um, you know, you get a lot of pushback sometimes on you're not producing enough revenue. And uh, so I was at a what was and is no longer a Sheraton in Austin, Texas. Okay. Uh, it was at uh, on Highway 35 and 6th Street. So it was... Um, not the loveliest area of town, perhaps. Um, it was managed by Starwood Hotels at the time, and so I was on task force there. And the asset manager came to town, and we were having a regional meeting. And at this particular hotel, uh, the meeting room that we were in overlooked the front desk, almost like a you know, a little balcony area overlooking the front desk, which will be relevant to this story. Um, So we were getting um, a lot of flack for not producing enough. You know, this is Austin. It's a fantastic town. Why aren't you producing more revenue? Because you were under a highway overpass? Well, there could be multiple reasons such as that. Um, And so I... um, As we were going through this meeting and the regional team was there, the asset manager escorted the VP of operations out onto this balcony um, to have more stringent conversations as one does. Um, And they came back in and said, now don't panic, which (laughs) is never never a sentence you want to hear. And never an effective instruction, (laughs) by the way. That's like telling people who are upset to stay calm. Stay calm. Don't cry. Don't think of an elephant. Yes. Um, And uh, don't panic. But there is an armed gunman holding up the front desk agent downstairs. So just stay here. And uh, and we'll sort this out. <laughs> and this is like in the middle of the day. Yes, in the middle of the day, in the middle of a business meeting, and um, the armed gunman was holding up the front desk. So wow. Um, yes, it was such an interesting. I had not had that experience. However, the experience I had had was because I was staying in the hotel. I. Um, 
got there one evening and parked my car. It had four levels of parking garage underneath the hotel and went up to the front desk, told them I was there, you know, and they said, oh, we just had a shooting in the parking garage <laughs> this afternoon. The same place? Same place. And Gosh, so, I wonder why you guys weren't making your numbers. What a I mystery. Thought, I, I thought to myself, it, now you know why we are not making our revenue numbers. Oh my goodness. So luckily the police got there, tackled the gentleman, probably gave the front desk agent a little time away <laughs> to recover from her trauma. Yeah, it was probably was a 15 minute break. <laughs> yes, exactly right. She got a lunch break uh-huh. um, and we continued on with our meeting with a little you bit did of a not. different perspective on how we could overcome some security, potential security <laughs> issues and then enhance our revenue from there. Wow, <laughs> that is a crazy story. Holy mackerel. Thank so, you. Thank Thank you for joining me. Going down. Charles Oswald is CEO of Aperture Hotels, a third-party hotel management company that officially launched during the Hunter Conference. Full disclosure, I have the pleasure of working professionally with Charles and his team This story is so wild that it would have made the episode no matter what the behind the scenes connection. So buckle up. I am here with Charles Oswald, CEO of Aperture Hotels. How has your experience at Hunter been so far? The best ever. I agree. Amazing. It's like this was the best one yet and it's always my favorite. Yes. You know, uh, I think people are serious at Hunter. Yeah. Uh, there's, it's just a quality event. Um, I mean, even the food was better this year. Yes. Uh, just everything was better. Everything was better. <laughs> and and it was c- coming from already great, right? Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. you see the roller skaters last night? I did. That was amazing. I was tempted to put on a pair same. and go out there and hit the dance floor. Same, but, same. Uh, yeah, I, I had to embarrass res- myself in front of my friends. Had to restrain myself from uh, cutting a rug with Smitty last night. So <laughs> it was fun, though. So here's what I want to know. Yeah. What is a story you would only tell me? on the loading dock. (laughs) Okay. So early in my career, I was working at the Hyatt Regency Dallas. Great hotel, downtown, reunion rent. And uh, and at one point, as as a banquet manager, Mm -hmm. we were hosting the President's Ball and that involved uh, George Herbert Walker Bush. So the pres- the actual the, president, the actual, not like the president of Hyatt. Yes. Yeah, so he had just left office. Okay. This would have been in, uh, let's see, 93. Got it. Right? And uh, and so he was doing this big event, you know, $1,000 plus a plate, uh, big event, a couple wow. thousand people in the ballroom. I'm running the big show. It's a big deal. It's New Year's Eve. Huge. And... Um, and as we're going through, I happen to be in the elevator making delivery. A couple guys in suits, and you used to have a little wiry thing in their ear. They look mm-hmm. over and they say, uh, I say, uh, so, uh, Mr. Oswald, I see my name tag. I said, so uh, what do you do here? I said, well, I'm, I'm the banquet manager. And, uh, serving the president tonight? Well, of course, yeah, big show, big event. And I said, uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to work out. What? <laughs> I said, well, uh, and why is that? Well, 
you can imagine how that would look with a guy named Oswald here in downtown Dallas, oh across the street from the Kennedy Memorial, and overlooking Dealey Plaza in the sixth street, the sixth floor of the Book Depository. Uh, I just don't see how uh, it's possibly going to happen. You, you cannot be uh, in the room. I was like, listen, they said, is there any relationship? No, there's no relationship. Oh I'm not even from here. Goodness. I should move here. I said, Come on. This is a big moment. It's the biggest moment of my career. You cannot, you cannot take this away from me. I have 300 servers out here waiting on me. And uh, uh, yeah, so they said, yeah, I, listen, can I, it's like, I'll tell you what. I have another event over here at Union Station we're running. 800, I'm, and, and they told me I couldn't even be in the same area. Uh, How where are the you supposed to run your team? Yeah, right. So so I go over, I said, listen, I'll tell you what. Here's my pager number. Remember pagers? Of course. Okay. <laughs> I said, want, you do whatever background check you have to do. I promise I'm legit. You go find whatever it is that you have, you people do, you, you find. And I want you to call me and let me know. I got to get back over <laughs> here and make sure this event goes yeah. over here. You cannot uh, put this at risk. And um, he said, look, I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. And I said, no, seriously, you talk to your supervisor. And you know what? When you get that clearance, I want you to introduce me to the president. <laughs> and the guy's like, it ain't going to happen. It, it, and so next thing you know, I'm over there, I'm working this thing, and my pager goes off. And I get this call. And he says, listen, uh, the president would like to meet you. Stop it. He says, you've got... About six. If you can get over here in the next sixty seconds, um, we'll have you. We'll, you know, behind the Regency Ballroom before you transfer from, uh, from these photos of the big donors over to the uh, the ballroom, the main ballroom. We'll uh, we'll let you meet the president. And I was like sixty seconds. So I'm a quarter mile away over Stop. at Union Station. But I used to be a college sprinter. I was, yeah, I had the school record, <laughs> I my university. It. I looked at my watch. I was like, it's about a quarter mile. I got this easy. So I go sprinting out of the place, through the tunnel. I come, I'm running up the escalators in the hotel. I come running, burst through the back of the house and those old linoleums, um, uh, tile floors, uh -huh. you know, sliding in my leather sole <laughs> shoes around the corner. And as I go running down, I come around the corner. I get tackled by the Secret Service. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> and they, oh, yeah. They say, what are you doing? They're like, sir, where are you going? You know, stop. And I was like, no, I'm here to see the president. My name is Oswald. I'm here to see the president. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They were so nice and gracious. The supervisor came out. and was like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. We checked everything out. It's fine. And so, uh, so I walk in. Uh, Mr. Bush, President Bush could not have been more gracious. He said, I understand you had a rush day. I uh, said, come on over here, let's get a picture together. He took the picture, he put his arm around me. So I have that picture today on my bookshelf. And you know what? My my tie's crooked, my coat's <laughs> wrinkled, my hair's messed up. Because <laughs> I had just been in a wrestling match with the Secret Service. <laughs> That's amazing. This may be the best story I've ever heard in the history of time. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Going down. As an attorney, Sarah Gulati helps people purchase restaurants, hotels, and other commercial real estate, which sometimes results in a bit more under the surface than she expected. I'll let Sarah explain more in her story. 
Sarah, it's so nice to meet you. You too. And I know that you are from Orlando. I'm originally from Panama City, although I live here in Atlanta now. Did you grow up in Orlando? I actually was born and raised in the UK and moved to Orlando in 2000. Wow. And you don't have one lick of an accent. How did you accomplish that? (laughs) High school. Yeah. Like everyone was like, oh, can you please say that again? I'm like, I'm going to pass. Got it. (laughs) So do you find yourself? having words slip like fancy or something like that? Definitely. What ones? Like, I'm not going to say, but okay. there's a few like, I'll give you an example. Tomato. I can't, tomato. I can't say tomato. Everyone makes fun of me. Uh-huh. Um, it was funny. I was at um, a coffee shop the other day and I said, can I have some tomato soup? And he's like, we don't have any tiramisu. And I said, what? <laughs> I like, I didn't order tiramisu. Tomato. Fool. That's so funny. It was. Well, I'm dying to know what story you would only tell me at the loading dock. Sure. So I have the, um, you know, background in the hospitality industry, and I'm also a real estate attorney. So um, in one of my dealings, my client is um, a dairy farmer, and they had lots of acreage of land, and um, they were developing a new build um, hotel. Okay, the story gets interesting. Is I this promise. In, in Central Florida, this is in, Flo- okay. in Florida. I can't obviously because sure, of confidentiality sure. reasons. I can't um, cite the exact um, location. So um, they decide the builders come. They start doing you know the the groundbreak, and they start digging, and they find Native American, um, like the historic like. Artifacts, right? So whether it's like jewelry, some tools, and it was super cool. And I have pictures of them, and then um, some of their. They didn't, you know, um, do. They there was like one whole area where they discovered all of these artifacts. So like their grandchildren were like so like obsessed with them. So now they wear them as like their jewelry, and they have them. Oh my! Super cool, and um, they are still developing the hotel, but not on that. Portion. Did so. they have to get like archaeologists to come and and so yeah? So check they did. Out? They did some things with the city and yeah. Some archaeologists did come and check it out. I don't know exactly to the extent of what they did with the artifacts, but it was really a super cool story. That is cool. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh! I was nervous that you were going to tell me you found like a dead body, a dead murdered person <laughs> underground. I am sure <laughs> I don't even want to know what's under there. I'm sure there may be some skeletons, but we didn't discover any of those. Awesome. Well, thank you for having a story without a dead body. (laughs) Have a wonderful conference. You too. Thank you. Going down. This next story comes from Eric Myers, vice president of franchising at My Place Hotels. I met Eric through his CEO, Ryan Rivett, who is our guest on next week's episode of Top Floor, episode 82. So I'm guessing you're not going to have any stories about naked people coming up to the front desk. But I do wonder if you have a story you would only tell me on the loading dock. Um, yeah, I'll skip over the naked people coming to the front desk. <laughs> you, you'd was, be the first. I was trying first. to think if I've ever done that, but I don't think I did. Um, <laughs> maybe somebody else at this podcast has done it. But uh, no, actually... So I have a good story. Um, 
I'm, I'm an owner's rep on a property, and so I was visiting the property, uh, just checking in. I had built it. Anyway, I'm just checking in on the property, and I get there, and the, the GM says, hey, Eric, I got an issue with a guest. He's been here a, a long time. This is right during the heyday of COVID, mm-hmm. like probably three months into COVID. He goes, he's been here for probably a year, but he's become difficult. And I'm like, okay. He goes, so he won't let us do the normal safety check. Like, we have to check the room uh, every five. He was way past five days. It was probably a week, week and a half. He won't let me in the room. He goes, but now that you're here, let's go up and knock on the door, and hopefully he will let us in the room to safety check it. I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm already getting scared. Oh, yeah. So we go up there, and we knock, and he goes... He gave him the same drill. He goes, "You're not, you're not coming in the room." And he goes, "Well, I'm here with the owner. Like, we need to, we need to check the room. We need to make sure everything's okay." He's like, "Nope. Basically, would not let us in." So I'm like, "Okay." So we go back downstairs. He goes, "I'll call the, I'll call the cops." So I'm sitting in the lobby, and cop car pulls up, and the first cop that gets out is about a 110 pound female and I'm mm-hmm. not you'll get where this is going sure. I'm like oh this is this is not really what <laughs> I need right down the now door. yeah like I'm, I'm like so anyway the second car pulls up and this guy comes out and he is like WWE like Brock Lesnar I mean, if this guy was given a police uniform, it was four sizes too small because his arms were massive. <laughs> He's like got all the gear, and I'm like, oh god, this this is gonna work. So so we're in the elevator, and I just I, I can still picture the guy. We have this little female cop, and then this giant. <laughs> like and, if you put the two together, you'd probably get two normal big cops. Oh, it was it was the total opposite. Anyway, <laughs> we get in the elevator, we go up. We knock again, and he's like, same deal. Wouldn't, wouldn't open the door. So finally, the GM goes, well, the police are here. So he finally, he flings open the door, looks at the GM, looks at me, looks at the female cop, and, and I could see his face. He's just like still upset, and finally looks over at Gigantua, and he's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, what do you guys want? Like, you can come in the room if you want. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. He just changes tune? Totally. Like, oh, yeah, if you'd have seen this guy, you would you'd change your tune. So, what was he hiding in there? Anything you can almost imagine. Interesting. It was, yeah, let's just say he was instantly kicked out of the hotel. Got it. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Well, thank you so much for visiting the loading dock and I hope you have a wonderful conference. I'm sure I will. Thank you. Going down. Our last loading dock story in part one comes from Glenn Hausman, who hosts the No Vacancy podcast and has been to more hotel conferences than there are stars in the sky. I have a feeling that there are a few people out there who owe Glenn some blackmail money for keeping his stories mostly to himself. I'm delighted to be here with Glenn Hausman on day three, the sleepiest day of the Hunter Hotel Investment Conference. How's your show been? My show has been 
absolutely uh, wonderful. I love this event. And though I sound like I'm awake, I am exhausted. <laughs> and I'm Same. counting the moment until I sit down in that airplane seat and I could go, ah. Oh. 100% agree. Yep. The fact that I am standing up right. is a miracle. And she really is. I know you can't see it, but we're both standing. I don't know how. <laughs> how do we do this? <laughs> well, mostly superpowers, I would think. Uh, yes. Yeah. So based on the fact that you are traveling pretty much 100% of your life. I have a feeling that you've got some good stories. So what is a story you would only tell me on the loading dock? Oh, the story I would tell uh, you is um, um, I used to participate in these uh, these events, and I must have done 50 of them before I started No Vacancy Podcasts in my own company and stuff like that. And we do these events a lot, and people would drink so much. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen that, right? Mm-hmm. We've all been in the I bars at 2 a.m. I definitely have never participated, uh, listen, I but know, I but have observed I've it. Actually, it's really funny you should say that, Susan, because uh, I, I've seen you looking in the window at the bar when we're all in there. Exactly That right. single tear going down your, your you face. Right, so <laughs> uh, these events used to be absolutely insane. Everybody was much younger back then. I'm going back like 15 uh, years. And uh, culture is shifting, and people were just crazier back then. I don't see the younger people being <laughs> like that now. Because there were no cell phones back then. No video right. could be taken. Right, and it's a good thing because this story, video could be taken. Ew, boy. So um, it was a fun night of drinking. We um, It was a karaoke event, so in order to get up there on stage, people may have imbibed a little bit too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one guy got so crazy, crazy drunk that he uh, he wandered uh, out of the event. I happened to uh, be in the lobby at that time, and um, the gentleman uh, mistook a potted plant for the men's room. Stop. Uh, took it out. No, sir. Did everything he needed to do to feel better, zipped up his pants, and walked away. Holy mackerel. All the, it was literally right next to the front desk. <gasps> The front desk people like, what? and I'm doing a really mouth agape face right now. Um, Did yeah. he ever figure out that he had maybe made a mistake? I'm not sure. Or do sure. you think he was just obliterated? He and- was so obliterated and... I'm sure black, it was a blackout moment and didn't remember it, but I saw said individual afterwards and he must have blocked it out completely or acting as if like it never, ever happened, but <laughs> that was uh, quite the situation. I can tell you with full certainty that I am delighted I missed that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually delighted I had that moment. <laughs> There are a few events I look forward to more than the Hunter Hotel Investment Conference, and this year was no exception. Special thanks to Ray Rosa, who is operations manager at Hunter, for the absolutely magnificent sign at the podcast booth. Ray is a real one. Come back for part two of our special Hunter Loading Dock episodes in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 81. Top Floor is produced by Don Albano, who also composed and performed our elevated elevator music with vocals by Cameron Albano. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues after you leave us a five-star review. You can subscribe to Top Floor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. 
Thanks for listening to the Top Floor Podcast at www.topfloorpodcast.com. Have a hospitality marketing question? Reach us at 850-404-9630 to be featured in a future episode. 